When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Paddock and the Pavilion for our latest episode in our What Was It Like To series. In this episode, I was joined by jockey Graham McCourt, who relived the day when he was part of the greatest shock in the history of the Cheltenham Gold Cup, the blue ribbon of steeplechasing, riding the 100 to 1 outsider Norton's coin to victory in 1990. What was it like to win the Cheltenham Gold Cup? Oh, uh, obviously the thrill of a lifetime. It's an awful long time ago now, so um, if you'd have asked me that question uh, a week after, I'd have been very much more flamboyant. But yeah, it was, it was a thrill of a lifetime. I thought you'd say that. The 15th of March, 1990, <laughs> is one of the most remarkable days in the history of national hunt racing. Can you remember when you first sat on Norton's coin? I think I first sat on him at Kempton on Boxing Day, on that Boxing Day. Um, I can't remember riding him before then. Uh, I rode him several times after that, obviously, but uh, that was my first ride on Norton's Coin, Kempton. And that, that came about because Richard Dunwoody, his regular jockey beforehand, was riding Desi in the, in the King George. Yes, at the end of the season prior, um, Richard was asked to ride uh, Desert Orchid and he'd, and he'd also ridden Norton's Coin and he thought that Norton's Coin was really quite a useful type and uh, Cyril wanted a bit of uh, continuity and so Woody kindly mentioned me and Cyril rang me up and um, we discussed it and I of course was a freelance and I was in the position to say yes I'll ride him and I'll ride him all year and that's what happened. Yes, in the 1989-90 season, you, you came second on him at Cheltenham in late January and then third at Newbury over two and a half miles on the 10th of February. Mm, I know, I know. Um, both times I thought he was the biggest certainty I'd ever sat on. Both times he disappointed. Um, he got beat at Cheltenham by a horse called Wilsford and... Um, he was a very useful tit anyway, uh, Dean Gallagher. And at Newbury, when I got beat at Newbury, he coughed lots of times going back to the stables, 16, 17 times. So he wasn't obviously, wasn't quite right at Newbury. And that was over two and a half at Newbury? Yes, 
yes. But if you go back to his, uh, uh, the time I won at Cheltenham when I beat uh, Waterloo Boy, that was two and he got dropped back to two and a half. He wasn't short of toe. But he nearly didn't uh, get into the race because he was meant to go in another race. Um, yeah, second season novices then. Um, the Cyril, I always maintained Cyril purposely missed the entry. Uh, I always think that because he was always quietly a bit bullish and he wanted to go for the Gold Cup. And he thought his form with several horses on his, on a good day was up with them. So um, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but he forgot the entry. <laughs> and and he's, um, he, he obviously then ran in the Gold Cup instead. You mentioned Cyril, the dairy farmer from Carmarthenshire. He only had a stable of, what, two or three horses? Yes, perfectly true. Um, and, and himself and his son uh, rode him out all the time up the Welsh hills. And uh, as we got to know him, well, after a, a sort of, we, we were a little bit disappointed in the early part of the um, season with him. And left us a bit short of time. So Cyril brought him up to Lambourne, uh, in particular up to Peter Cundall's actually at Compton and, and worked him one day and he worked extremely well. So, yeah, Cyril was, um, uh, you know, they rode him out every day, himself and Martin. And what was Cyril like as a person? Um, like a Welsh dairy farmer. <laughs> and he's uh, jolly, uh, round-faced, um, a very strong character, I would say, Cyril, uh, and enjoying every moment of his horse. So when you uh, lined up at uh, Cheltenham on the 15th of March 1990, what realistically were you, your hopes for the race? Um, I wasn't... Uh, we were not void of hope of winning. Um, we, we thought we would finish in the first three or four, is what our chain of thought was. Um, and when you're in a contest like that, if you think you can do that, you've got to go. And um, uh, and that Cyril did, and we did. Mm. So you think his odds of 100 to 1 on that day were, were false odds? Um it's easy to say that uh, all this time later, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it was generous, um, considering Desi was five to two favourite or something like that, wasn't he? He's odds um, on in the end. Desi odds was on, on in the day, end. Yeah. And uh, I know he'd won the year before, but everybody had forgotten that he does not. He didn't like going left-handed, and um, Mark Pittman. What did Mark ride? Golden. Toby Tobias. Toby Tobias and um, I'm Toby Tobias was a really good horse in his own right, and I think Mark thought that he got a right chance of turning him over. So did I. And um, uh, Desi was un oh, uh, he was beatable left-handed, um, but of course he won the year before, and he went back to Kempton, and he'd won again at Kempton. He was so good at Kempton right-handed and Sandown, right-handed, and Ascot, right-handed. But Cheltenham was a different kettle of fish. So it did open the door uh, for people to have a go at him, you know. And 
the horse didn't know it was a hundred to one, luckily enough. And um, I thought, I thought, you know, if, if we could be third or fourth, then you are Chavis Clown, non-starter. So, well, you know, he'd sort of, he always used to give us all 15 length starts. So, which he did on that day as well. Which yeah. he did on that day. And if he'd have jumped off with us, he could have been the one, you know. And I think David Ellsworth would agree with that. And as a nine-year-old, was Norton's coin then on an upward trend? Um, I think he'd um, he'd won a couple of races, and he'd been to the Cheltenham Festival the year before when Huell rode him. Um, and I think Huell did a bit what I did a bit later on, and hit the front too soon on him, and he and he hung the latch, pulled up a bit, um, and he'd run some very decent races. Um, but obviously that was by, you know, that was at the time it was the quickest race um, time-wise. Um, it was on top of the ground. He quite enjoyed the top of the ground, the little horse. And, um, he, he, you know, he's he didn't really have the form on paper, but he had threatened a few good runs. What were your instructions uh, from Cyril on the day? Um, <laughs> should I say don't hit the front too soon? <laughs> Because if things are all going as planned, that is what the instructions are. Um, we basically, you know what you're doing, Graham, follow around. And um, um, we've got to uh, follow around and keep everybody in, in sight and produce them as late as you can. You must have known Desi would have gone off at, uh, at the start. Um. It was quite vicious, I think, down at the start. I think Norton's got kicked. And um, uh, and then I jumped on the third fence, if I remember right, and um, I thought all our, all our chances had gone. And so I just sat still and followed them round. Um, when I got to the top of the hill uh, for the final time, I just gave them a little squeeze and a little shake of the rein, and I thought, ooh, there's quite a bit of horse under me here. And um, it was nice to feel. So then I began to start riding a race and following, having a little look around me, see who was there, you know. And when you came to the penultimate fence, it was uh, Norton's coin to Toby Tobias and Desert Orchid. And you probably, from what you said earlier, thought that Desi probably wouldn't uh, win at Cheltenham. Uh, yeah, at that, at that, at that point. I was my focus was on Toby Tobias, and I did actually in all credit to Desi. He stayed on as he always did with great tenacity. Uh, but my focus at that stage was with uh, Toby, on and which when... I thought Mark gave an absolutely brilliant, brilliant ride to because he knew the old horse had jumped, the desert orchid had jumped out a bit right-handed and Mark just crept away down the inside and he produced him there. Absolutely beautiful timing to win. He just didn't bank on 100 to 1 outside, or sat right on his backside, doing the, exactly the same to him as what he was doing to Desi, you know. So it was, it was a great race. So when you jumped the last, did you think you'd got enough in hand to get up and win? Um, not really. <laughs> we were we were we were pedaled to the metal at that stage, uh, but I knew that he would gallop up the hill. Yeah, he did like Cheltenham as a, as a course, didn't he? Yeah, he went back there and won again as he he beat Waterloo Boy over two and a half miles the following year. Um, 
and showed all his his speed to win that day. And you got up to win in about the last 50 yards by three quarters of a length. Yes, yes. And it was nice. Um, Never really thought. I didn't have many rides in a Gold Cup and I never thought I rode really the for the powerhouse stables that win gold cups. Um, uh, so managing to do it for Cyril and his family and and Norton's coin was a massive, massive thrill. In those days, you didn't get the interview on the horse like you do today, but uh, what do you remember about the, the celebrations in the, the winner's enclosure? Um they were a little bit quiet to start with um, because, you know, Des, I think the world wanted Desi to win. Um, everybody connected in it. He'd got such a following. Uh, but they'd forgotten there's a few other people in the race and it silenced them for a little bit. But once the once you'd won and you'd got back to the, the – they make the walk, the journey from winning post to winner's enclosure very long these days. But once we'd walked into the – Winner's enclosure, the place erupted like it always does. And it's a lovely feeling that. Did you even get the feeling, though, earlier than that, that there was a sense of shock in the crowd that they realised well, that a 100 to 1 winner had won the race? I, I think I, I mentioned that it silenced them, I think. <laughs> but it doesn't worry you at all if you're the person riding him and or the person training him or the person that's involved with him. It's, it's, you enjoy the silence for a moment. And how how was Cyril? Because he he received the trophy from uh, the Queen Mother. Absolutely, how wonderful is that? Um, and the same for my for myself. And um, Cyril is, um, you know, he's that they can't take it away from you, can they? You know, it's it you've done it, and it's uh, it's in the record books. And he's you're able, you know, that everybody this year in particular, being the hundredth year of the Gold Cup. Uh, We've had no end of people ringing up out the blue and doing exactly what we're doing now, talking about it. And um, it's, uh, they, you know, it's still there, isn't it? I think I noticed in the replay that I watched that you flicked his cap off when you came in. Is that, is that right? Everybody's noticed that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it got back quicker. I couldn't, I was amazed how quickly it came back um, uh, because uh, I, I, I did throw it with a bit of, uh, with a bit of uh, intention, but uh, it came. The uh, next thing I looked right back round, and Cyril was shuffling around, getting his hat, his cap back on. He was chuffed, I think, because he is Welsh. You must remember, he didn't want to lose his hat. <laughs> well, as well as winning the race, he was the owner, the trainer. I also read that he got money for the box driver and the groom's prize as well. <laughs> he was. He drove himself and his son did absolutely everything with him. Absolutely everything, and they drove him up themselves, and uh, they looked after him and led him up, and yeah, and it was a real family affair, which made it so much better. And he was milking cows, I think, the, the morning of the race, and yeah, when they got home the, the next day, or something. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it's really a was. long way from Carmarthen, isn't it? To... Uh, it's a fair run, but it didn't feel very far that day. I wouldn't have thought. And how how did you find the racing world reacted over the well? It would have been a Thursday in those days, I guess, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, Thursday. Um, all the lads, it's the the weighing room is, 
you've all got your races that you would like to win. Some lads would like to win the, the Grand National. Um, I always sort of half poo-pooed the idea of winning the Grand National because I thought it was so much luck. I always wanted to win a champion hurdle because I thought I might ride a champion hurdle horse. Um, never really expected to win a Gold Cup. And winning the Gold Cup, uh, it cements you as a, you know, you're a professional at the top of your top of your game, really. Um, everybody, um, all the lads that you work with day in and day out, they are, it's a, it's a great place to be, the way in and, and that's where it matters most because it's, um, you know, everybody's outside looking in and we were all on the inside. Just in, you know, lots of people enjoyed it. It just wasn't just me, you know. And you were a TV star there for a, certainly for a day or two, must have been. <laughs> yeah. I can remember getting showered after the race. And um, uh, in those days, the press, well, they're not supposed to, but the press were in the shower, in the changing rooms, in the shower room. And I said, can I, you know, can I get out of the shower before we keep going on? And it, you are whisked away even then. Now, nowadays, I would say it's worse. You know, it's felt like a grand national, really. But everybody wanted to know a bit about it because, you know, it was 100 to 1. And were you interviewed by Julian Wilson or Peter O'Sullivan afterwards? Uh, God, I can't remember that. Ah. Um, it was definitely BBC in those days, wasn't it? BBC, yeah. Uh, I was certainly interviewed. and. Uh, had a chat with the Queen Mother with the trophy and things like that. And obviously, um, you know, you get invited to go on question of sport and things like that because you are the jockey that's rode the 100 to 1 winner Norton's coin, you know. Got, got, you, got me several good invites. Mm. Who, who were the team captains on the question of sport when you were on? Oh, I think it was Em and Bill Beaumont. Uh, it shows how long ago it was, doesn't it? Uh, well, Emmeline and myself used to play football together because Emmeline used to run a charity football. And um, he used to, we used to play EastEnders and things like that. And uh, they'd all they'd all turn out and we'd, we'd go all over the country playing playing um, football for Emmeline's charity team. So I knew Em anyway. Good friend, you know, God rest him. Uh, great guy, Em. I never thought we'd get EastEnders on a podcast, sir. Um, <laughs> Nor- Norton's coin went on to run in two more Gold Cups in 1991 he fell a uh, six from home and in 1992 he, he was pulled up quite near the end yeah um, he suffered sinus issues quite badly even on the Gold Cup day Cyril I didn't witness this myself but Cyril said when he took him back to the Way into the wing and to the racing stables, he um, spat globs of uh, mucus down his nose, and he suffered sinus issues all his life, and that's what is that's why his form was rather in and out. And he had him right at Liverpool when I should have won on him, but I gave him the worst ride I think I ever gave a horse, and. He he wasn't on the button quite some time uh, on and off after that, but it was when he was when he was breathing properly and he was in good form with himself. He was a tremendous animal. So thirty four years ago, how do you reflect now on one of the biggest shocks in uh, horse racing history? 
Um, I don't know how you reflect on it, really. I and mean, it's just, it is really quite nice that people keep, you know, I, I go wherever I go. So, oh, you wrote Norton's Coin. <laughs> and you sort of, you can get a bit fed up of it, to be perfectly honest. But <laughs> it's, it's so, I've got a big painting that Joy Hawkins done for me after the race on the wall. And it might even get to Cheltenham this festival because we've discussed it. Um, and I've got the Gold Cup sat on the side there. And I said before, what well, you've done it now. It's like Charlie on Istabrak or something like that. They can't take it away from you. Your memory fades a little, but it's still there. I can still remember that little feeling of, hmm, I've just got a chance here. And that that little that feeling never goes away, you know. Well, thank you very much, Graham, for sharing your What Was It Like To moment. Yeah, OK. Thank you, Steve. Sports Social Podcast Network.